we'd like to welcome you back to part nine of our mega study and I, the final name for the mega study is going to be strong delusion wickedness increasing alien ufo agenda evil giants waking cern nephilim and ascended masters so those are pretty much the uh subjects we'll be covering and the date for today is um September 13th, 2015. I had to split this into two weeks. So I, I got eight parts done last week. I'm going to finish this up this week. And um, this will be the biggest um, <clears throat> dedicated study I've ever done. The largest dedicated that I've ever done. So I had to split it up there. And um, so we're going to be starting. The, the PDF for this particular study is forty going to be 43 to 44 pages, depending on when I get the table of contents uh finish there and uh it's particularly for this part for what we're going to have coming up especially you you may want to follow along regarding the pdf uh not so much this part but what we're going to be getting into oh probably in the i don't know one or two parts from now um and I'll let you know that because some of this is, is a lot of it's visual today. A lot of what we're going to be going over. And obviously I can't convey that via audio. So, picking up for part 9, we have, it's entitled Show Cancelled. You won't believe what it reveals about the September CERN. Um, back in 2013, the television show Rewind was scheduled to air on the Sci-Fi Channel. However, due to reasons not disclosed, the show never aired past the first episode despite the fact that the pilot was a huge success and I, I have a picture here of the actual rewind sci-fi show that like they had for their uh i don't know display ad <clears throat> years later we have seen we have discovered the reason why sci-fi pulled the series from this extremely controversial show and you won't believe some of the things that we've discovered in the video below youtuber C. Irvana delves into the pilot of the movie and un uncovers some coincidental details found linking it to the highly discussed month of September. Now, there's so much stuff, like I said, regarding September, regarding the month that we're in, particularly, really, from now until, I guess you'd say, about September 24th, and even after that. But those seem to be the main days that all of this supposed potential stuff might end up going down. Again, I'm not date setting. There are a lot of factual things that will end up happening, like, like, you know, just certain dates of thing, Day of Atonement, and this type of stuff, and and this whole thing with the Shemitah and and the Pope visiting, you know, the United Nations and stuff like that, and the concerts that are going to happen. Those things are going to happen. That's that's a fact unless God intervenes. Um, so, whether anything cataclysmic though is tied to those events you know i don't know and and i'm not going to date set and say you know all of this prophetic stuff that 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 i've seen a lot of other people saying here's the thing though with all the prophetic stuff which usually comes from your charismatic slash heber roots circles what we're, what you typically see that's where all you see all the the people that are supposedly prophet prophets or prophetesses are in those circles. Hebrew roots, charismatic, Pentecostal, um, you know, a lot of that is the TV evangelism linked up with TBN and stuff like that. Some of them aren't. Some of them are just do their own thing. 
you always have to go back to Deuteronomy 18, the test of a prophet. And, and you have to look also at the fruit of those people. Um, I go up when somebody says, oh, this person said this. And I go up, and it's, it's typically a lot of them are women that are doing this. And I'm not saying God can't speak to a woman, but they're at the head of their own ministries, which most of the time, that's what you see, which there's no Bible for that, for them to have this headship ministry where they're at the top of the food chain. They're teaching both men and women, like they're in a pastoral role. Okay, the pastor is to be, you know, the husband of one wife. The Bible's very clear in that. The deacons, the elders, the bishops, they're all to be, you know, the husband of one wife, not the wife of one husband. And so, for me, that's a gigantic red flag right there. They're up there doing their own thing, acting, they're, they're writing books, they're, they're, and then they're typically, inter, uh, and even if they are married, the, the headship really isn't there very much. They're still the one at the head of the ministry. They're still the one that's the main you know, and then you'll typically see a lot of Hebrew root stuff that goes along with that. Like, you know, they're having to use all of these alternate names for God, um, which I've done a whole study on that. Just can't sacred, the sacred name movement saying that's the only way to really say it and this and that. And, and, and a lot of that, particularly when you get into that, um, the why, vhy or whatever the yahweh one um there's some huge red flags there and i mean gigantic red flags that's called the tetragrammaton and that's something that you really want to look into if you think that's the only way to say god's name um because that's a huge one huge uh and anyway, I got into that in the sacred name teaching I did. You can find that on contendingfortruth.com. And then typically, then you'll have, they'll, they'll a lot of times run within a circle of other, or be affiliated with circles of, of, of these prophets or prophetesses. And they've, you know, they've got hexagrams everywhere. They're the head of their own ministry. They're, they're, um, they're not being vetted typically from what I'm seeing. They're, they're, the problem you run into today is that there's so many of them. There's no way. I mean, Benny Hinn's an easy one because he has such a gigantic, easily documentable track record that you can look back on. He's been here a long time. But there's so many new Johnny-come-lately of, of these people, these prophets and prophetesses and all this stuff, and they're saying all this stuff, and this is going to happen, and God showed me this, and, and, and we're going to get killed, and we're going to get this, and we're going to get that. And these are things before the tribulation even starts. And a lot of what they're saying are things that are so cataclysmic that if they were to come to pass, it would almost dwarf a lot of the things that would be in the book of Daniel or really the book of Revelation regarding God's judgments, the seal judgments, the trumpet judgments. And you would think if it was going to be that gigantic of a deal, God would have mentioned it in the Holy Scriptures. Because he went into great deal, detail and revelation about those judgments. So I guess the point is, is I don't see the tribulation starting after we have a 95% reduction in human population. To me, I mean, that, okay, then you've only got like 5% left. 95 has been wiped out, but none of that was mentioned in the Bible prior to the tribulation start. And then a lot of them think, oh, we're already in the tribulation. 
oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. There's all of these biblical parameters that have to be fulfilled before we get into the tribulation. And they're not fulfilled. But yet, we're, yeah, this is the sixth seal we're getting into now. Oh, really? But see, that shows me how biblically illiterate they are. And I'm sorry, but that's the only thing I can really think of to describe that. We're not in the tribulation. And key in, key in my Bible site in this, uh, this tribulation, it's the one I talked about, the, the, um, the sons of Seth, I'm pretty sure, or Gog Magog War, that one. Um, I mean, we're clearly not in the tribulation yet. So see, I look at things through, I try to look at it through this biblical lens of, okay, you're saying all of this stuff, You've got all of these red flags about your ministry, typically. Typically, from what I'm seeing as of late, most of them are women at the head of their own ministries, hexagrams everywhere, hugely Pentecostal bent, affiliated with a lot of other... And listen, I came out of that stuff. I came out of, of heavy-duty, hardcore charismania. So, and Hebrew roots, to a certain extent. I mean, I wasn't really that far into that, but a lot of my friends were. I know, I know about this stuff. I know how it clouds your thinking. In, 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 um, what I think that happens more than not is when you get into those circles, you start thinking, wow, I'm really special. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from God, and I'm better because I'm doing all the Hebrew root stuff, and I'm, I'm doing the, the prayer shawls and the, the hexagrams and all of the Hebrew, and I'm saying all the sacred names, and I'm, I'm doing all that stuff, and I'm in this Pentecostal, or I'm in this Pentecostal circle and or and i'm hearing from god and this and that and, and and then you go back and you look at the roots of the pentecostal movement with azusa street which was a absolutely totally horrifically demonic event documented just key in azusa in the contendingfortruth.com and and you see the what spawned the whole pentecostal movement in america and if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do You know, Psalm 11.3. So it's like, what can the righteous do? So from that standpoint alone, then you have all of the other obvious stuff that goes on in charismania. I mean, it's the ideal breeding ground. Pentecostal, wherever they're speaking in tongues, especially on a mass scale, it's the ideal breeding ground for witches. And the witches have even said this. They say the charismatic churches or even the Pentecostals that are praying in tongues in mass, they're the easiest to infiltrate because we go in there, we pray our demonic tongues, along with a lot of the other people, most of them are praying demonic tongues too, they don't even realize it. And we just commingle, we curse everybody. We, I mean, the church I was at, the, the one there that I finally left in um, Cape Coral, Florida, I mean, they were there were witches that were part of the congregation that were actually, somebody had a key, they were coming in between the surfaces and leaving bones and ashes on the pews between services i mean this was like a normal occurrence so there's a huge amount of infiltration in charismatic pentecostal and i do believe hebrew roots as well circles with occultists and witches and warlocks and so i am just extremely leery of that whole movement i've done more teachings on the hebrew roots movement than any other thing just about probably if you look in totality well no not more in catholicism but just key in hebrew um roots i mean 
uh, dedicated study in the hexagram, many dedicated studies on Hebrew roots, many dedicated studies on the Sunday versus the Sabbath. You know, catch a lot of flack for that one. And I got more more flack from all of those studies than probably any other set of studies I've ever done. So many people endeavoring to earn their way to heaven through keeping the law and trying to bring everybody else back into the yoke of bondage. And, and this is what the whole book of Galatians, or at least primarily the first four chapters, warns against. You know? If righteousness cometh by the law, then, you know, Christ is dead and in vain, basically. And so, those are typically the people you're going to see these prophecies come from. So, you know, forgive me if I'm extremely leery of all of the modern day, and, and none of them typically go by the King James Bible at all. That's not even considered. That's another gigantic red flag. That's not even something to even consider. They'll have their Hebrew, their, their Jerusalem Bible, which is totally corrupted, or they're reading whatever. I mean, I know I was in, that was the first issue I took to the charismatic pastor that I went to. And, you know, that was an effort in futility. And that was a big reason I came. And that was when I really started getting my eyes open. When, when I started reading the King James Bible was when a lot of, like, the scales fell off of my eyes. I, start, I looked around. I'm like, wow, we're doing so much unbiblical stuff in this charismatic church. We're really doing a ton. You know? And I just started going to the pastor. But the first thing I went to him with was the King James Bible because I considered that as the foundations. Foundational. And it was. It's what got my eyes open. And I didn't do it in a mean way. I didn't do it in a rude way. I didn't do it in a... I, I'm not like that. I'm not going to like disrespect people and go to them. And, and, and But in the end, I can remember him shaking my hand at the end, looking me in the eye, saying, don't let the devil throw you a curveball. And I looked him right back and then I said, oh, I won't. <laughs> and that was it. We parted ways. And I mean, he got caught up in some big sex scandal. Was I don't know how many years afterward, but um, I, it was, uh, my time there was, was a lot of what I experienced there helped shape my ministry. I saw the ways I was being deceived in that particular movement uh, more than any other. And it helped me a lot with the ministry and it helps me a lot to this day because I have a pretty good perspective. I've been a lot of different places in, in the churches, independent, fundamental, King James only, Baptist, independent, fundamental, Baptist, hardcores you get there, all the way to the hyper-charismatic, you know, and then to the Hebrew roots and, and stuff like that. So, um, I'm not saying any of these modern-day prophets can't be correct, correct or, or whatever. It's just that when I look at, I always look at their ministries, I always look at who they're affiliated with. What, 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 what do I see here in front of me? And if I see all of these gigantic big red flags, how can I in good conscience think they're truly hearing from God? What is their prophetic track record? That's something you can hardly ever even find out, typically. Unless you've been following them. And, and so, oh, here's a false prophecy. Here's a false prophecy. Well, Deuteronomy 18, Testament prophet, if you get it wrong, then you're not of God you got to get it right 100% of the time. And, and even if you get it right, whatever you're saying cannot lead a person away from God or the Word of God. You go back a few chapters before Deuteronomy 18, it gets into that. 
And to me, those ministries are bringing people into the yoke of bondage, like the Bible talks about. It turns into this works-based, pride-filled, gotta jump through 80,000 hoops, but boy, are you special. Well, that's pride. Pride blinds you. It's the perfect breeding ground to, to get people in, uh, into, into uh, delusion. So, anyway, there's just more... St- the reason I said all that is there's more stuff regarding the next... And I'm going to try to get this up, hopefully, by tomorrow. By the time you hear this, or if you do hear this, because this is going to be the ninth part. Regarding the next two weeks, essentially... There's more prophetic people up there saying, you know, I've heard everything from tsunamis to um, comets hitting the earth or to the ocean to gigantic earthquakes to um, the rapture. Huge ones on the rapture. Tons of people of these internet pro- And here's the thing. Here, here's what I wish there were organizations doing. I wish there were organizations, Christian organizations, dedicated to policing all of this garbage. So that when you get a supposed whatever, oh, I heard from God and God's telling me this and this is the only way to get to heaven or, or oh, this is going to happen. That if there were organizations, and it would really only take one, but it would be better if there were multiple because then you would have cross-confirmation organizations up there that were dedicated just to policing other supposed ministers, whether they call themselves prophets, prophetesses, apostles, whatever. And that they would have dedicated pages just to their, their, what are their beliefs and what is their track record, particularly if they say they're prophets. That would be so unbelievably useful. Because then you could say, oh yeah, this guy has said uh, 29 false prophecies, you know. He's totally discredited, or she. Totally discredited. Okay, well they're into all of this heretical garbage that they're doing, you know. And, you know, here's the proof. Okay, to me, totally discredited. Don't waste my time because this is the problem. It's this big, gigantic, wasteful time drain. Chasing after every wind of doctrine which we're not supposed to do. We're supposed to guard against that. But in today's day and age, I will admit it's incredibly hard because there is just so much of it. It's voluminous. So just bear that in mind. I just kind of wanted to, I wasn't even planning on saying that, but I think it's super important what I just said. Um, You know, guard your hearts, you know. um, We are supposed to judge righteous judgment according to Jesus Christ. Not hypocritical, where we think we're better, but judge righteous judgment. You know, the men of Ishakar were, you know, like that, that Bible verse that we had gotten into before. They were discerner of the days and times that they lived in. They weren't destroyed for lack of knowledge. They weren't, um, were not to be ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. And so, by their fruits you shall know them. There's another one. I mean, what kind of fruit are they producing? 
doesn't mean that you expect somebody to be perfect, but okay, are we leading somebody into apostasy? Are we trying to lead somebody into rank heresy like they are? Are they trying to build a a little empire where everybody's basically following them and you know basically flat out almost worshiping these people in some cases? I, I know one thing, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> uh uh. No. No, you follow the Lord Jesus Christ, you follow you follow Father God. Man will 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 fail you. You you follow a man, and it, a man can't get you to heaven. Only the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, can do that through His shed blood. So I mean, you. And if you're not saved and you're hearing this, go to my website at contendingfortruth.com. Click on the True Salvation tab, and there's a whole bunch of teachings there. That what? And I apologize that. Some of those links went bad, and that was from the old website that I was linked up with uh, before, and we've got all of that corrected now. All of that that page is, is um, back and running, I, I think, uh, the way it should be right now. So um, thank you to uh, Dan, my webmaster there. Um, so without going any further, let's go back to the, the, the report here. And this is this show Rewind that was pulled very, very quickly from Sci-Fi. And I don't think it never, yeah, it never aired past the pi- the first pilot episode. But it was a huge success. The pilot was a gigantic success. Now, in a way, I think I should have almost got into this last, because we were talking a lot about New York City. And he, the thing is, is, and this is going to talk about New York City. In so much of these Hollywood shows... New York City seems to be the epicenter of some judgment thing coming. We got into into the the studies on New York City, you know, last week, of course, you're going to be getting this in one fell swoop, this whole study. There's just so many shows that, I mean, I saw the wickedness firsthand, and I was just on the outskirts, but there's so many shows that are like... um, I Am Legend is another one, too. That was in New York City, all the zombies. Then you have that new Strain show, The Strain or whatever. I mean, that's, where's Ground Zero? New York City. Zombie Apocalypse. Big, gigantic, this this viral, vampiric strain thing. You know, New York City. This show, Rewind, New York City. All of the stuff that we talked about last week, all of the all of the ways that New York City is begging, crying out for God's righteous, holy, terrifying judgment. If there's ever a, a city in the United States that's that's as far as collectively shaking its fist at God, I would probably say it's New York City. I mean, you could make a case for New Orleans or or Vegas or maybe L.A., but I don't know, man. I've been in those other cities. Um, I haven't been in New Orleans, but uh, New York City is, is that's about as wicked as I've I've ever feeling as I've ever felt. I, it's just the demonic behavior was just like, and it was like an on and off switch. You you got like you all of a sudden when I realized we were gonna have to like go through this thing, that was when it hit me and it was almost like wow, I've never seen such evil, unbelievable, demonically possessed people on the road. Now this is living. Where do I sign up? This much fun should not be legal. 
I mean, it was... <laughs> wow. So here we have another show pulled after the first pilot episode. Um, in the video, YouTuber C. Irvana delves into the pilot of the movie and uncovers some quote-unquote coincidental details found linking it to the highly discussed month of september not only that but she saw but she further describes how the movie reveals the opening of cern on september 23rd so september 23rd seems to be if you could pick one date for september where the majority of people have said something is going to happen I mean, there's a ton of dates, but if you could pick just one, it would be September 23rd and then probably September 24th. And then you could pick other dates too. Um, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying things is going to happen on that date. I'm saying though that prophetically, there, there, you know, supposedly prophetically, I've seen a lot of people saying stuff like that. But then again, just remember my disclaimer that we just got into there. Um, but even not even so much prophetically like internet prophets, I'm talking about all of this predictive programming is really what I'm more in reference to for Hollywood. And there's there's other videos this lady made where it gets into all of these other. I just don't have time. If you click on this one that we're going to be playing, you'll see another one pop up there to the right on YouTube. That's a whole other one that she did. I just don't have time, to, you know, to get into all that. But. Suffice it to say, they're saying September 23rd, um, and then that happens to be the Day of Atonement on the Jewish calendar. Here's the breaking report, and um, so let's just go ahead and uh, play this. This is a pilot for a television show called Rewind that premiered in 2013. Rewind never became an official show. Nonetheless, we see startling symbolism that points to September 23rd, the opening of CERN's door, and the beginning of chaos. The show begins with a bomb squad that's trying to de- So, okay, September 23rd, we, we've talked tons about CERN for, for literally years at this point. Could this be the day, though, when things really do start to get ramped up from a really highly demonic... I mean, just demonic behavior of people on the road and on people just in general, even where I live in North Carolina, I mean, you see it increasing. You know, you, you really see, you, you, you look at the news, you look at a lot of things, you just see a lot of demonic stuff popping off. Things that never really used to happen now are happening. And it's just, wow. I mean, it, it's, and could you imagine if they were able to pull, and again, I say this so that, that people will be praying against this. Um, uh, God shut down, I do believe, CERN for a long time before. And, and there's no reason he can do it again. But then again, it's not like the world's not crying out for judgment. So, you know, how that's all going to ultimately end up playing out, you know, I, I, I don't know. But, but I do think we, we should pray against this wickedness. Activate a nuclear device left inside a car. The scene appears very chaotic indeed. The White House is in a state of disorder as they are... So they find this nuclear device in a car in New York City and they're trying to deactivate it and it's going to go off real soon and it's, um, uh, they're trying to deactivate it right now. You're actually watching the, 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 the movie in the background as she's talking. Working to prevent the nuclear device from detonating and killing over 9 million people in Manhattan and the surrounding boroughs.
it's showing the movie in the background. There was a nuclear threat in Manhattan, Jess, and it's real. How long? You only have a few minutes. It's really weird, too, because that, that strange show, which I don't advise you watch, but I'm just saying that new one on FX, which is like one of the main ones now as far as popularity goes, that's in Manhattan. The epicenter, I, have, I believe, where that starts is Manhattan. Here's another one, Manhattan. So I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it seems to be a lot of it in New York City. and it Typically, we're seeing the start of these things kick off in Manhattan. The man says there's a nuclear bomb in Manhattan. The woman asks, how long? And the man responds, there's only a few minutes left. Immediately after this, we see three men trying to break through the door in order to question the man who is guilty of building the bomb. In your journals, you talk about a life-creating act of destruction. Every act of creation is first an act of destruction. That's Picasso, actually. I can't claim credit. The CIA agent who is in the room looks up at the clock, which says 2 minutes 39 seconds until the bomb detonates. And the man yells simultaneously, open this door for the first time. Okay, so the, the, the connotation there is that the clock... You're looking at the clock, it says 2.39. They're saying that's symbolic of 9.23, okay? In other words, 23 and then 9, 9.23, September 23rd. And then he says, open the door. And this is about the bomb, okay? So open the door, the CERN doorway, okay? And this is also regarding the bomb in New York City. I'm not saying any of it means anything, okay? But it is interesting. It is one of the things. And that's why I'm just playing this one clip today because you could go on and on with this stuff all day long. And I am I refuse to I can't chase all this stuff around. I can't chase everything Hollywood's doing and all of these other things. It's just you you'd go you could have a whole ministry devoted to that stuff and I cannot see concentrating on all that. But this one I thought was a, was a very intriguing video clip and um, uh, to, to kind of um, learn about this type of, of subject. In your journals, you talk about a life-creating act of destruction. Every act of creation is first an act of destruction. The CIA agent leaves through the personal journal of the physicist that's being questioned. You can see the two pages that he leaves through appear to depict wormholes or dimensional doorways. Open this door! And he's looking at that this, at the same time the guy's saying, open this door on 923. You know, and so, you know, hey, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it is intriguing. I, I'll, I'll give him that much. showing the movie in the after background. the man says that every act of creation is first an act of destruction you see the bomb squad still attempting to deactivate the bomb but they fail 
The people around New York City who are unaware succumb to the sudden destruction. Note the interesting parallels. We first see the 923 symbolism, the opening of the door. Then we see the sudden destruction hit the resident city of the United Nations, which will celebrate the International Day of Peace on September 21st, 2015. So the bomb goes off in Manhattan, in New York City, on I, they're, you know, in in this particular movie clip. It's not me who's going to bring my wife back. After this scene, one of the characters is led to a secret research facility, where he sees an unusual device that appears to be emitting energy. As the character finds out, this is a dimensional doorway that allows people to time travel. As we find out, the chief scientist explains the time travel machine as the most powerful particle collider in the world. We're standing in the core of the most powerful particle collider ever built. Most colliders cap out at 27%. It's a stability concern. We found a way to push through that. Earlier so now you've got this all attached to the most powerful particle collider in the world, which we know to be CERN. So all of this is interlinked to this now, in this particular movie. This year, our system went online at 82% capacity, at which point this window appeared. So it's, uh, what's about a hologram or video projection of a grassy field? No, it's a little more complicated than that. This is natural radiation. It's in a free flow between the past and the present. When it builds up, the window destabilizes and bounces. At this point, we can't tell it where to go, and we can only estimate how long it stays open. What about side effects? Physical, psychological? We don't know. But maybe you haven't turned on the news lately. We don't have a choice anymore. The loss of New York has thrown the world economies into a freefall, and the military conflict isn't far behind. The world's coming to an end unless we do something about it. So this uh, throws the whole world economy into a freefall when New York goes down. The mission of these CIA agents is to travel back in time and stop the nuclear bomb from detonating in New York City. As we later find out, they are successful. The particle collider appears to be the central focus. It all adds up to this reality that we call the present. Can we use this window to alter history? Absolutely. Can we use this window to alter history? Absolutely. But we're manipulating. So they would be using CERN in order to go back in time, or this particle collider in this case, to go back in time to alter history. Nature in its most fragile state. But we're manipulating nature in its most fragile state. And saving nine million lives. If we get it right. Come on, now we gotta go. Hey, what's going on? The window's changing. We gotta hurry. So they're showing the movie clip and they're gonna go through this time dilation thing. And this is why this is a particularly good teaching um, 
course, I know it would be hard to follow along exactly, but I mean, this is a good one, these next parts. I'll go and actually be watching these clips that we'll be playing and actually be looking at the PDF because this is a highly visual um, teaching that we're doing here. Doctor, it appears you've got a new window. We've got work to do. So we see a woman ask, how long does Manhattan have until the bomb blows up? Then we see the 923 symbolism. At the exact same time, a man says, open the door. The CIA agent responsible for questioning the physicist who built the nuclear bomb leaves through the physicist's personal journal and discovers pictures of dimensional doors or wormholes. Then we see a nuclear bomb detonate in Manhattan as people go about their daily business, unaware of the sudden destruction. Then we see a team of researchers using the particle collider that looks suspiciously like CERN's Large Hadron Collider to defy time and space and open a door. And so I ask the question, are we being shown literally exactly the events of September 2015 beginning with peace and safety, followed by sudden destruction, the opening of a door on September 23, 2015, and CERN breaking through the constraints of time and space. I think the show was pulled for a reason. So she says there she thinks the, the show was pulled for a reason. And, and again, why would you pull a show on sci-fi that got unbelievable ratings, the pilot did amazing, and then you pull it? Well, is it them saying, okay, we're going to give you a little foreknowledge here, we're going to give you a little bit of, of a warning here, because that's how we have to do things in our Luciferian Kabbalistic principles, and then we're going to pull, we're not going to give you that much. We're going to give you some foreknowledge, but we're not going to give you that much. I don't know. In your journals, you talk about a life-creating act of destruction. Every act of creation is first an act of destruction. Can we use this window to alter history? Absolutely. But we're manipulating nature in its most fragile state. But maybe you haven't turned on the news lately. We don't have a choice anymore. The loss of New York is throwing the world economies into a free fall. The military conflict isn't far behind. The world's coming to an end unless we do so. These are all clips from the movie. That that is um, a rather intriguing clip there. Um, then the rest of the, the thing says, when is CERN scheduled to open the door? Um, the answer, September. Sometime in September, when is the United Nations meeting? Answer, September 25th through 27th. That's the one the Pope will be addressing. And uh, on the 26th, they will be hosting an international day for the total elimination of nuclear weapons. Supposedly on, I guess, the UN. And then a world peace gathering they're also going to have that it, it is is it just one big coincidence or are we really be given been given signs about something coming in the month of september i don't know like i said we will know in the next two weeks um that's that's for sure i mean because either 
all this cataclysmic stuff or a lot of it or maybe part of it will happen or it won't. I don't know. But on a spiritual level, we could have cataclysmic things happening and where it's not like you're just seeing that with your eyes though. It, it's going to be something where like if CERN does what it does, you know, that may, um, you're not seeing on a spiritual level, obviously what's actually going on, but you're going to see it manifest though in an outward way regarding people's actions most likely worldwide when that happens then i had a, a question from a listener and she said my concern is that they will fake something um i think it's really regarding this month of september perhaps drop something near the atlantic to cause a third wave i live in florida and again you look at the show um deep impact well what's that well a meteor hits near um you know off the coast off the atlantic coast more near new york city okay in that area wipes out new york city and we have in that show deep impact you have morgan freeman as a black president playing that and that was back in 98 i believe the show was and he's the one in charge now we have obama and we see again you have new york city wiped out I'm just saying, I mean, there, there's just been a lot of telegraphing of punches regarding New York City. And in that one, you know, they mitigate a lot of the damage from if the first meteor would have hit in its full whatever, um, the war would have been basically wiped out unless you were like underground. But they mitigate it through, I think, because of the sacrifice of, of these astronauts. And then what ends up hitting, though, is, is in the Atlantic Ocean. And it causes this gigantic tsunami. Now, there's been a lot of things regarding that. A lot of prophecies I've seen. A lot of things that are just factual. You look at the whole thing with the Canary Islands. How, if and or when that happens... And I give you a link here. Just uh, you can just do Canary Island tsunami, okay? Key that in in YouTube. See now that's basically there's been a lot of like History Channels documented that, and a lot of other places have documented the potential for that because that could create a gigantic tsunami for all the Atlantic. Um, you've got a meteor comet hitting. You've got like the one guy prophesied that it was going to happen and wipe out puerto rico and this and that and then and then there's other ones that are saying that there's 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 going to be ones that hit off the atlantic coast and and wipe it out and, and the the tidal wave is going to roll hundreds of miles inland stuff like that okay and again when when you see these prophets saying this i always look at who is the prophet and, and what are they all about and what do they believe and what are they associated with you know um so then you've got all of these shows like Deep Impact and other shows saying that's going to be the case. So I would rather be wrong, I hope I am wrong, and at least warn you about the potential for this than never say anything and then have it actually happen and then people are actually destroyed for lack of knowledge i would rather and you take it to the lord in prayer you know take it to the lord in prayer pray fast about it or, or i mean it, it, really that would that would be for like if god did want to relocate you from wherever you're at regardless of what the reason is if you're unsure about it pray and fast about it 
get into the word of God. I know I'm not giving you the wrong advice there. And and see what the Lord reveals regarding that. Um, so she says that my listener, uh, Julie, she says perhaps they'll drop something near the Atlantic to cause a wave. I live in Florida. Um, she says maybe they'll pretend and say it was a piece of an asteroid logically thinking it doesn't make sense that they would want to destroy florida it would be useful to them in so many ways um i just have to yeah but here's the thing they've got to depopulate the world by like almost 95 percent okay remember that's the first goal of the new world order i would think they would want to have that you know that would be one of the main things there, there's there's too many people here on the planet right now for them to rule and regulate the way that they want to rule and regulate people. There's too many. Okay, so I do believe a certain amount of people from a satanic standpoint would have to be eliminated before they could fully implement the New World Order. Um, I may be wrong, but I would think preferably they would want to do that. So I don't think huge population centers dying are that big of a consideration when all of those people dying would be viewed as sacrifices to satan it would it would do his black heart you know uh, marry like a medicine you know like the opposite of the bible verses a cheerful heart doeth you know cheerful heart or, or countenance doeth a heart marry like a medicine that type of thing well she says um she says i just have to pray the lord can always stop their plans as i hear you say so many times here was my response um and in and, and i have already responded to it okay but i'm just going to add this in uh, oh yes i agree that is one of the reasons we did move out of florida five years ago because of the potential for that it's not the only reason it's not the main one okay uh the main one was that god totally opened this door up here and there was a lot of other factors that went into that but that was one factor for me okay um i had visited an army colonel in the mountains of north carolina about seven years ago when i still lived in florida and he begged me to get out of florida for that very reason he told me that they had nukes off the atlantic coast off florida and i don't know about elsewhere but i know he said they were off florida in deep water and at the appointed time they would detonate them causing a huge tsunami that would roll right over florida um now then you also have the canary islands and then you have all of the other scenarios where meteor hitting or common or whatever i've just seen a lot about that and lord knows we're ripe for judgment so yes can god stop something like that yes but america is also begging for god's judgment at the same time for the most part collectively i'm not talking about his remnant you know i'm not talking about the innocent i'm talking about the other so i i don't know that was what this army colonel told me i'm not saying it's true but it is one more scenario take it to lord in prayer pray and fast about it i'm not saying do this or do that that's got to be god's leading regarding the whole thing um so let's switch gears now and this these last parts i'm going to be getting into some information that i have never ever got into before ever um information that i've kind of been holding back on for a lot of years 
literally probably since I was actually even in started this ministry because it wasn't the right time it didn't feel like it was the right time but the reason I am I mean I've already got into some stuff in this this teaching that I've never got into before we've already looked at that Corey good guy and the whole alien disclosure thing and the whole potential for deception that we've already got into sleeping giants coming out of stasis these are subject I've went further into in this teaching than I ever ever have I always felt like that before this ministry ended I was going to end up covering these subjects at least once and I'm not saying the ministry's ending I'm just saying that I feel like you know how you have checkoff lists you know and stuff for, for things well I feel like these are some subjects that I've been waiting to cover for like over a decade that I haven't and now it feels like the right time and that's why I'm releasing this study all in one big fell swoop it's going to end up being obviously way over 10 parts and so to be the biggest study I've ever released it's going to cover subjects I've never covered before there obviously is some redundancy but Hopefully, it's all cross-confirming the information. Um, the next report is entitled, uh, Here Be Dragons, Creature Lands in Seattle at Seattle bu Building Site. Um, a fire-breathing dragon, uh, now, this is not what you're going to think it is. A fire-breathing dragon landed in Seattle at a, as a, at a busy South Lake Union construction site on Monday, but it didn't fly in on its own power. A crane from the construction firm Lise Crutcher Lewis brought the 12 foot tall, two ton sculpture to rest at 300 Boren Avenue North, the site of the future Amazon.com building. Okay, Amazon, I've always said it's, you know, it's a wicked outfit, wicked company. Um, and this is what's actually going to be the centerpiece of what's out in front of their building. And it's this fire breathing reptilian dragon. Um, sitting on this globe where another fire-breathing dragon is imposed on the globe. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, I can't even imagine how much they must have paid for this. It's an ancient symbol, the dragon, and it goes as far back as roots can go to the origin of man, said sculptor Marcus Devine of Toledo, Lewis County, who creates dragons out of copper, iron, steel, and scrap metal. The steel dragon is attached to the top of a bigger sculpture, by divine and its levitation above the construction site was the brainchild of the construction superintendent ron mcdowell who collects divine's dragons in addition to harley davidson's and hot rods for the artist the sculpture pretends many things um but then again he said it just means it just means one thing it's about the world coming together what on God's green earth, there's some devil, fire-breathing, demonic dragon sitting on top of the world, like it's basically dominating the world, have to do with the world coming together. Maybe the New World Order coming together. Maybe Satan's dominion. Of course, God's the one that's in control. But you get what I'm saying. The prince and the power of the air, the whole nine yards there. So he's a, it's about the world coming together, he said of the piece, which he's calling the global presence. Now, these dragon sculptures, if you do research on this regarding the Illuminati, these reptilian and these dragon sculptures are all over the planet in, in front of some of the most high-powered 
areas, uh, financial districts like in London, and in a lot of this is in England, and these really, really demonic gargoyles and dragons and stuff like that are in front of the, some of the most high-level Illuminati players in the world. They have these as their symbols. Right out in front, right out on display, and we, that's, that's what we're going to be kind of talking about in this particular study. Um, and I'm going to have to end part one here soon, but that's what we're going to be talking about. And that's why I wanted to kind of kick it off with this. These things are, I mean, why, why pick this symbol? Why, I mean, you know, the dragon is talked about in the book of Revelation. I mean, the Bible talks about in, in Psalm 91 verse 13, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, meaning the snake, um, another reptilian, and the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. You have Isaiah 20, 27, 1. In that day the Lord with his sword and great with his sword and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, even Leviathan the crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. I mean, it's over and over. Um and then you go to the book of Revelation. Revelation 12, 3, and there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and the seven crowns upon his head i mean this symbolizes the whole coming one world government one world political system one world economic system under the dragon these these ten kingdoms and it's all symbolized through this but i do believe it's symbolic but it's also literal to the sense of of what the bible um described here um and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought against his angels. I mean, the dragon is the main symbol of, of evil described in the book of Revelation. And then Revelation 12, 9. And the dragon was cast out, that old serpent, called the devil Satan. I means basically Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and the angels were cast out with him. And then when the dragon saw that he was cast out of the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And um, the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of its mouth. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and, made, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So, I mean, the dragon is our main adversary essentially and amazon and all of these other incredibly high level high powered illuminati organizations choose it as their symbol okay the most wicked symbol they could really choose they go out of their way to choose that and they were in revelation 13 4 and they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast and they worship the beast saying who is like unto the beast and who is able to make war with him um, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Revelation 20, um, this is Revelation 22, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is in the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So the dragon is actually representative of the most hardcore, wicked aspect of Satan. He is symbolized and is a dragon essentially so you know 
And here we have these all out in front of these, these high-powered areas in the world, these high-powered businesses and financial sectors, and just really, really uh, something to think about there. But he said the dragon is all about the world coming together. No, it's all about the world being torn apart by the dragon is really what it is. This fork-tongued devil who paid probably millions to have this thing installed. He said of the piece, which he is calling Global Presence. Global Presence. Are you kidding me? What, Global Presence of Evil? It recalls a design out of Galileo's sketchbook, a female dragon purchased menacingly on an egg-shaped steel ring, which contains a steel globe out of which a baby dragon is hatching somewhere in the middle of the Pacific. So I guess the globe is symbolic of its egg. And maybe maybe that is the beast rising out of the sea or whatever. I don't know. It's also equipped with copper wires that can be hooked up to a propane tank to breathe fire through its nostrils, which is a nice touch. And can project a multicolored kaleidoscope of various continents from the globe in the dark. It can also turn on its circular platform. The fearsome look of the female who represents Mother Nature doesn't have to be a negative sign said divine i like his name divine he's just prodding humanity to progress and adapt to the natural change oh i'm sure he's gonna gently the dragon's just gonna gently prod humanity to progress in a positive way and adapt to this natural change it's every single thing out of this fork-tongued devil's mouth is the exact opposite of what the truth is so that's all i have for um I'm, I'm out of time on on part nine here and we will go to part 10 next